0: Good evening, everybody, and welcome to Forever Motorsports on Forever Sports. You're joined by me, myself, and I, Mark, and uh, obviously, Reese, our expert, our panelist, our one taking us forward in life and giving us all the very detailed knowledge and everything in Formula One, uh, especially going forward, as we will be having lots more content coming from Reese uh, in the coming months, weeks, rest of the season, etc., as we head on into all the various th- uh, weekends in Formula One and all that comes with it. Reese. how are you doing? We're in the mid-season break. It's summer break. We're relaxing. We're chillaxing. We're putting our arms behind our backs here, except for the likes of Toto Wolff, who has uh, injured himself, so yes, you can't quite do that. Yes,
1: I'm looking at that article <laughs> at the moment as well. Gosh, that's not what we want to see in this this summer break. I mean, it's a, a reality that faces not only the the drivers, but also the team principal and other players um, personnel in the the background of formula one and as you say total wolf has injured himself he has fallen uh on a mountain bike and has yeah unfortunately injured himself hopefully he will be all right uh come the Zanvert grand prix uh i don't see too much information about it mark i'm sure you have some more though no i'm i'm actually trying to i've been trying to find information about it all day but
0: doesn't seem to be too much it sounds like it's a small wrist injury perhaps um it would make sense if you're having a bike accident often obviously you fall on your wrists otherwise after falling off a bike especially on a mountain bike because you try to steady yourself so wouldn't be surprised i'm sure it's just something to try and bring up news because let's be honest it's the break there's not much to talk about everybody's chillaxing on holiday they're doing some fun things. Charles Leclerc has released yet another song, which everybody thinks rather terrible. But you know, he loves it, so it's fine. Uh, I mean, yeah. So we, we, Oscar Piastri in trouble as well. Yes, we'll indeed. get into that a little bit. Very, later. very in trouble. Very <laughs> much in trouble. um Yes. So I mean, it's, it's not much happening in the break right now. But of course, we can look into the city season and, and and other things that that are happening and 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 look at the review so far, basically as to where everybody is at mid-season, um, and you know we talk about various teams i think one of the teams which is quite interesting to talk about which we don't get to talk about too much is williams and um williams has had a very up and down first half of the season because they've had some really good performances from alex albon um you know where he's he's performed very well in qualifying as well as in the race putting on a great show for a lot of people that's also um you know putting on a good show for for other potential uh, team principals, maybe thinking that they could put him in his, their team. Uh, but the Williams, like, you know, they, they started the season very, very well in terms of qualifying times and then very, very quickly as well, dived out of that. And then we saw a, 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 a basically a resurgence of their their, their point scoring uh, in the last but four or five Grand prix before the break started and that was largely due to Alex Albon doing quite well in the qualifying and uh, Logan Sargent actually finally finding his footing a little bit uh, before the break I think he'd managed to keep himself safe from getting his contract terminated or like the freeze obviously but I mean where would you where would you say Williams uh, are
1: at the moment and how have they done in this first half of the season well I mean I've just been thinking about it while you've been speaking it's incredible to see Williams making such a big comeback the second half of the the first half of the season um, after Monaco-ish they just started to turn things around Alex Elbon got comfortable with the car has been finding a lot of pace out there on track and consistently getting himself in the top 10 all right last race he didn't get in the top 10 but he still did really well con- considering that he kind of got screwed a little bit uh str- strategy wise it's really exciting to see for Williams because it's been so sad over the past few years where they've just been one of the lower midfield teams, if not all the way at the back of the field. So it's important. It's a really historic team in Formula One, and we don't want to see them all the way at the back of the grid. Hopefully, they'll be able to continue to make gains and get a little bit further up the grid. Indeed, it's exactly that. But hopefully,
0: they will just continually to make gains and uh, continue. I say continue to make gains, uh, and uh, as a result, they would would obviously. Uh, Points, uh, points might be a good thing for them as well. Going forward, I'm, I'm speaking over my words over here, but I'm basically trying to say that obviously their improvements will result in more points and uh, that makes a more competitive midfield for Formula One. Now, a couple of people join us in the comments here. We've got Michael, we've got F1LH and other people. And be sure to comment below if you guys are joining us. Welcome to the stream. We do this every Monday. Uh, be sure to like the video right now if you're watching and uh, share it with all your friends. Let's get a good conversation going. So just uh, people asking, is Toto injured? Indeed he is injured. Uh, he's uh, hurt himself whilst uh, on holiday and he's fallen off his mountain bike. His wife confirmed the news that he is injured. So he fell off his mountain bike. It sounds like a small wrist injury. Uh, we don't have confirmation on that they haven't really released any other information about it it's very minor it's not going to really affect the team i don't think but um, you know (laughs) it's certainly something we've got team principal of of mercedes you know falling over um, and injuring himself ever so slightly it's a bit like um, mercedes i suppose the last past couple of seasons they've really fallen over injured themselves quite a bit and they're starting to find their feet again but you know that's 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 basically uh, what there is to talk about, Total Wolf. But I mean I suppose whilst we're on the topic, Mercedes, how have their first half of the season gone?
1: Well <laughs> the first few races of the season were of course dismal up until Monaco where they brought in those upgrades. Um the upgrades didn't work for the first two races. They found a little bit of pace, but then they started kind of honing it in after Spain. And they've had a good few races after that. I mean getting quite close and. uh Spa, I think, to the the top three. Where did Hamilton finish there? I can't really remember. Spa,
0: uh, fourth, I think it
1: was, wasn't it? Fourth, yeah. So not too bad for for Mercedes there. They've picked up the pace, that's for sure. But George Russell seems to be struggling a little bit more with this new spec car. He seems to have preferred the, the zero side part design.
0: Yeah, I mean, George Russell was doing quite well with that zero side pod design. Even though Mercedes themselves weren't doing well, George Russell was outperforming Lewis Hamilton. So he seemed to be much better with it. And since they put those side pods back on, he's really dropped off his teammate by quite a, a substantial margin as well.
1: Yes, and I mean, we see this mostly through their race pace. Hamilton has a really good race and George Russell just kind of stays where he starts. Yeah, it's disappointing. But I think hopefully after the summer break, he'll go into the, the simulator quite a bit and try to get to grips with it a bit better. And hopefully he bounces back in and, and it.
0: Yeah, indeed. And just going over those results in Spa, yes. We were correct. Lewis Hamilton did finish fourth. Uh, I love it. I was good that we managed to remember that. And George Russell uh, finished in sixth that uh, Grand Prix there. But he finished away off of his teammate, though, because for all it sounds good, he finished in sixth. He was 14 seconds odd behind his teammate, Lewis Hamilton. That's massive, you know. So, um Yeah, uh, the gaps between the the various drivers were actually huge in Spa. I mean, it it was quite ridiculous, you know, to talk about that. I mean, Max Verstappen to Sergio Perez, his own teammate, 22.3 seconds gap. Charles Leclerc to Max Verstappen was 32 seconds. So he was 10 seconds behind Perez and 32 seconds behind Verstappen. Lewis Hamilton was then a further 17, uh, 17 seconds behind Charles Leclerc, who finished in third. So I mean, the gaps in Spa were ridiculous. Um so yeah, George Russell was far for his teammate, Lewis Hamilton, who finished in fourth. But Fernando Alonso, and let's move on to that, I suppose, because we're just going to end this very short poll. Yeah, I'm just going to have short polls going throughout the, the, the entire episode today. Uh, and so that poll there was just, how's Williams been this season? We just touched on Williams very slightly. And people said average at best. 62% said average. 25% said great. 12% said poor. So I'd say average to good season so far for Williams. So hopefully they can do something in the latter half. I think they... They got a little bit of a resurgence, so that was good. So, I mean, Mercedes, we're saying, how's their season been? Let's, let's just sort of rank it for ourselves before you ask the audience, Rhys.
1: Mm-hmm. Mercedes on a scale from 1 to 10, Mark. Mm. Um, I'm going to say with Red Bull, I mean, doing a 10 out of 10, of course, at the moment, I'm going to put Mercedes at about a 7 or an 8. So not too bad, but a lot of room still to improve.
0: Yeah, indeed. And uh, you guys can go and participate in that poll very quickly to go and see what your thoughts are. But uh, let's move on. I was saying Fernando Alonso finished in fifth in Spa. And now that was a much higher result than it got for a while. Because right at the end of the first half, before the summer break here, Aston Martin were really struggling to get points and struggling to to compete with the other teams for that second place um, Constructors Championship position. Um, Lance Stroll and Fernando Alonso really struggling that green machine. And we know that Aston Martin need those upgrades ASAP, before um, getting to Zandvoort later this month. Um, So how would you rank their first half of the season? Because they started like a house on fire.
1: Yes, at the beginning of the season, they really did just have so much pace compared to the rest of the grid. I mean, they were on par with the Red Bulls being able to keep up with them at races like um, Saudi Arabia, which is a very, very Red Bull dominant track, you would think, with their, their car, with that double diffuser. And, I mean, Fernando Alonso was able to take the lead of that race. Uh, He got close to to winning, but then Max Verstappen made his way through the grid and Perez ran away a little bit. But still a great season so far for them. Hopefully they, they are going to be bringing some big upgrades after this little break and they'll be able to compete again at Zandvoort because they did just start to fall off the pace in the last few races, which we don't really want to see. No, not at all. And Aston Martin were looking,
0: you know, prime to try and compete with not just the 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 other, you know, Mercedes, Ferrari, and McLaren. But they were genuinely right at the beginning. They're like looking as contenders as well. It's actually Red Bull, then Aston Martin, and then the rest. It was like Aston Martin were still in their own different level uh, compared to the other teams. Red Bull was a level above Aston Martin, and then everybody else. But then, throughout the season, they've really dropped off. So yeah, those upgrades uh, coming this uh, break before they get to Zandford are very crucial to get their season back on track.
1: Yes, I mean they were really primed to do super, super well in the, the constructors championship this year. And I mean just looking at the, the constructors at the moment, they've just slipped down into third. After having such a great start to the season, Mercedes just keeping consistency, have been able to beat them quite well, quite well in terms of points with mercedes being 247 points uh, in second place and aston martin being 196 points in third yeah and you know we, we talk
0: about the other teams there so we talked about mercedes we've talked now about aston martin now let's just talk about the famed and most famous team on the grid and uh, their season so far and i think it's 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 a very similar answer from both me and you and that is ferrari i mean
1: just mm. just sum it up very very quickly Don't get me started <laughs> Uh, quickly, okay. Well, you don't have to do it quickly. Dismal. Just sum it up. <laughs> one word, dismal.
0: Dismal. Dismal series. Well, I'll tell you what, I'll, I'll ask a poll and we'll say it's dismal as well.
1: <laughs> but uh, as, I mean, as one of the options. Can I start a rant? Yeah, because go start the, the rant. Rant away. Here we go. Ferrari were primed off the back of last season to really, really have a good season this year. They abandoned the championship last year because they wanted to focus on this year's car and this year's championship. They haven't been able to compete at all this year and they've just been completely disappointing, screwed up all of the strategic calls, um, held up a foster driver behind his teammate because the teammate was the number one driver in the team, never mind that the other teammates had much more pace on a set of softs while the number one driver was on a set of mediums. Um, Yeah, they've just not made good calls so far this season and I want to see better from them because I am a massive Ferrari fan and we know what they can do with a competitive car
0: exactly and I mean would you say that's a driver's issue as well as the team issue or just
1: mainly the team I think the drivers need to start being more firm we've seen it in Silverstone where Carlos Sainz was a lot more firm with his race engineer and told him what he wanted and it worked out He needs to start taking control if he deems that the strategists are just making stupid calls, as he said in the past to them, stop inventing. They need to just call them out and, and just put them in their place when they know that they've got it wrong.
0: Yeah, that's exactly that. Just, you know, there's just a bit more accountability in that Ferrari team. And I think that's one of the big things there. Uh, just going and summing up the last poll there for Mercedes. People said 66% said an average season so far. 16% said great, 16% said poor. So um, mixed reviews, they're more than the average side of things so very firmly an average season for mercedes so far and uh, we've now obviously put up the more controversial poll that of course of ferrari i have put dismal as your option there Reece. so you can be sure to go and hit that if you've got it open up on your own phone or something like that so be sure to go well, and I'm uh 50 really. 50 between dismal and crying face so yes. I, quite I mean i think
1: they mean the same thing at this point
0: <laughs> yeah no but dismal <laughs> is just your genuine op- opinion and crying face is just all those fans who are just hoping for i could do something this season and i think everybody yeah, was really hoping is- they would do is- something is growing I growing mean, at the moment, yeah. So. I mean, surely Ferrari could have been better this season. I mean, we've also got. I mean, news here. I've got an article here, and I suppose whilst we're on the topic of Ferrari, let's talk about that. It's the fact that you know Ferrari is in turmoil. There's Carlos Sainz has now supposedly signed a pre-contract agreement with um, Audi. Come twenty
1: twenty six. I thought it was going to happen. I mean, his dad has big ties with Audi. I, I did think it was going to happen. I mean, it's perfect for them having a really, really experienced driver with so much pace in him. They could just get him in that car. He can turn that team around so quickly. Told them what he doesn't want because he knows what he doesn't want now from being in a Ferrari seat. Um, Yeah, and he can kind of get that ready, that team ready and primed for for when the new new engine regulations come in in 2026. Because I think it's possibly 2025 that they want him to get into that seat. So now Carlos Sainz moves across to Ferrari,
0: uh, moves across from Ferrari uh, in 2026 to Audi Saba or Saba Audi. Uh, In twenty twenty six, which is going to be that new team joining, which is going to be fantastic. I cannot wait. I think that's probably going to be my new my new team to support. Genuinely, it could be them and Red Bull, because obviously I'm a big Red Bull fan. But I I just would love to see how uh, Audi do in Formula One. But Carlos Sainz, great driver to go to them. Who does he get replaced by if that happens?
1: Well, Ferrari have a massive lineup of drivers in their talent pool. I wonder who they're going to pull from. I mean, they've got. Charles claire's brother he's a bit unproven at the moment um and would you really want brothers in the same team no i don't think so <laughs> i don't know if that would work uh let me actually look ferrari drivers well
0: why is doing that let's just go and end that poll if you want to go and in the poll very quickly because i'm about to end it so I'm just go give your vote three
1: two one yeah, crying face is winning at this point yes i think so um,
0: uh, and I'm going to end the poll there. And let's go and see. The poll is then completed. Crying face did win 66%. So lots of people very upset with the fact that Ferrari have been very average this season. And we're really hoping they could change. But yeah, who, who do you reckon
1: could uh, take so part of At the of moment, Ferrari had some really great talent sitting in the wings. They've got Oli Behrman, who is doing so, so well in Formula 2 at the moment. Uh, they've also got Arte Leclerc, uh, Tucker Tappermann. James Waltham, Uh yeah, some really great talent sitting in the wings waiting to get into that Formula 1 seat. So uh, it's possible you could see Ollie Behrman getting into that seat. He's just been super, super blitzing at the moment in, I think, its Formula 2. Uh, so they also have Antonio Giovinazzi, Of course, he's now a Le Mans winner. So they could also get him in that seat.
0: Yeah, I mean, there's there's lots of drivers. Of course, Ferrari being Ferrari, you know, they've got lots of talent to choose from but a lot of them inexperienced though so i mean in, in terms of formula one at least so it's it's going to be a very interesting decision to see who they could replace because of course this is all uh assuming that carlos Sainz does leave uh, as as a, it's, it's rumored to have been confirmed basically that he's basically going to audi and that there's lots of rumors about that happening so i'm sure it might well happen especially with a lot of Ferrari fans basically saying they quite like carlos Sainz to leave which i've never quite understood but um Indeed, that is the case. So, we're we'll going to move on now to our next team. I've just started the poll, and that is uh, the orange machine of McLaren. Uh, or what do they call it now? Um, Reese remind me. Papaya? Papaya, that's the one. That one, the yes. Papaya, which is just, yeah. Orange. Um, it, It's orange. <laughs> that's what it is. Yes. Uh, So, you know, we, we talk about McLaren. Now, they had the worst start to a season I think I've ever seen a top team make. I don't think I've ever seen such a bad start.
1: Their start to the season was really, really bad. I mean, they DNF'd Oscar Piastri in the first race. I think uh, Lando may have also DNF'd in that first race, but yeah, that first race was terrible for them. Up until around Spain, they started picking up their pace. And then in Monaco, they really just showed quite a lot of pace there. And well, sorry, not Monaco, um, the British Grand Prix. That's where they really did Mm. show some great pace and got that podium, uh, as well as getting second and third in qualifying.
0: Yeah, I mean, uh, McLaren had such a poor start and yet they they, they basically tipped to go on to go and compete for that um, second place position for the Constructors' Championship just because of how unbelievably quick they've been these last few races now do you think that's going to continue as we come back from the break after this break here because of course every other team's going to go and uh, put some improvements into the car and get themselves back on track uh or do you think um they're, they're, they're still going to be absolutely fine and they're going to really go on to maybe compete and come second
1: i think it's possible they're currently sitting down in fifth position with 103 points second place is mercedes with 247 it's going to be difficult to beat them but I don't think it's impossible. Their car has shown some great pace. I think Zanfurt is going to suit their car style. Um, I, I think they, they'll be just fine for the rest of the season. They'll still bring some more upgrades. And Oscar Piastri is certainly looking like he's on fire. Lando Norris is also performing really well at the moment. They've got a good, well, great driver line. car, And I think the drivers are really hungry to get some good points out there. So. I think we're going to see some good races ahead of us.
0: Yeah, and this is, of course, bearing in mind that in the recent Grand Prix in Spa, it wasn't great for them. Lando Norris finished behind the Mercs, uh, finished down in seventh position, and, uh, of course, Oscar Piastri got taken out in that first corner by Carlos Sainz, Uh which we've all got our own opinions about, but we've really gone over that in previous shows, so you can go and watch those. It's going to- Uh, see our opinions about that but I do think I probably agree I think McLaren will be a a very good shot to go and challenge people and I think Landon Norris will get a few more podiums in him and I cannot wait to see Oscar Piastri get his first podium because I'm sure it will happen this season where and when I'm not quite sure but at one of the last few races Maybe it could be quite iconic if it's Las Vegas, you know, the new track on the grid and the new rookie who's going to take over the Formula One in the future. Lots of people talking about Piastri being like the one to watch for the future. Maybe he goes and gets his first podium at the brand new track. Now, Jimmy Boy 007, or rather noob Jimmy Boy, uh, has gone and commented then and uh, said, you know, we're talking about the season in general now because we talked about major teams. We don't need to talk about Red Bull because Red Bull has just been stupidly dominant. Max Verstappen's been unbelievable. People calling him a robot and otherwise, but uh, he's got a good comment here. And he says the most frustrating thing about the season is taking away Max and everyone else is a super is super competitive. Every team and driver has shown they can do something. And indeed, I think that's what is 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 what we've been saying all season It's the fact that everyone's saying it's such a boring season. This, that, this, that, this, that because of how dominant Red Bull is. But take away Max Verstappen, Red Bull haven't actually been that dominant. You know, Harry's struggled speak. a couple of couple wow. of races.
1: I agree. I was going to say, I don't think Red Bull are necessarily as light years ahead as they do seem, because I think where Sergio Perez puts that car is a pretty true reflection of the car. Of course, in some races, he has had a bad weekend, but I think he has extracted the most most that he was able to extract out that car. I think at some races, it also just shows how consistent and at the height of his career, Max Verstappen is performing at at the moment and he's just really really doing so well I mean to be able to take multiple race wins in a row consistently (laughs) is I mean it is so difficult to do that and it just shows I mean I think in the past 60 races 44 of them he's finished in first place something like that not not in
0: first place I think you mean on the podium perhaps or something
1: like that in the um, past, no. In the past sixty races that he has not DNFed or had a mechanical failure, he has been on the podium or well, on first place forty-four times. Oh, sorry, sorry. Yes, yes. Out of the sixty-six, I thought you said every time. Sorry, but yeah, I mean, that's it's it's insane, and that's what a lot of people
0: are going and saying is. everybody's criticizing Red Bull and criticizing Max, but how can you criticize someone who just does not make a mistake? I mean, lots of people are saying he's actually a robot. It's unbelievable. How do you not have that accident-prone uh, little? Side to you that you always see. I mean, we saw that lots of Charles Leclerc last season. We saw seen a little bit this season. Carlos Sainz gets He got the left at the petrol
1: station if he made a mistake. That's why.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think it's just Max Verstappen is and and funny. If we said in qualifying as well, when you go and see all these qualifying laps, Max Verstappen just tends to really push the car. And I'm not saying the other drivers don't, but it's you just see him like absolutely pedal to the metal and doesn't leave anything out there on the track. And it obviously pays off every single time. And what he's just done so well, as you talk about, is that consistency. Is that he is consistently keeping it out of the walls, consistently going around perfectly in most of the qualifying attempts, and going around the track at a great pace whilst managing his tyres brilliantly. Now, a lot of that you can credit to Red Bull. But Sergio Perez, in his own right, is a great driver, and he can't do the same levels as Max Verstappen.
1: I mean, he was close to him in the beginning of the season, but then it just shows how throughout the season it takes its toll on a driver being away from home for so many weeks and just the physicalities of being a Formula 1 driver. It's so difficult. It really does take a toll on your body and that affects your consistency throughout the season as we've seen with Sergio Perez. Max Verstappen, though, just stays on it and just stays so consistent, stays so dedicated to his training uh, regimen and just make sure that he is in top physical condition and able to just be at the top of his form every single time he gets into a car
0: yeah i mean it's it's exactly that it's just
1: a peak performance
0: athlete enjoy it whilst it lasts and again this is my advice to everybody going forward for the remainder of the season as we get going in zandford in just a couple of weeks of course that's his home grand prix so it's a great race to start for him Uh, The Orange Army will be out in force. We'll see flares everywhere and otherwise. And hopefully they don't block up the track like we saw last year when their vision was a genuine problem. (laughs) Um, But, you know, going forward into the latter half of the season, don't watch expecting a different winner every single race. Of course, we all of us want to see a different winner. Don't get me wrong. We all of us want to see that. But don't just watch it to see who wins. Because if you do that, what's the point of watching the whole race? Just go look at a result afterwards. Go look at the result after the F1's done. Go onto the internet, go and say, who won Max Verstappen and turn it off. That's all you need to do if you're going to worry about that. Watch it for the racing because behind him is a very, very interesting season because it's all to play for, all to race for, for that second place drivers uh, standing still, I still think, because Sergio Perez is... Brought it up a little bit, but still has to fight for that. And third place is especially open. And Constructors as well. That second place Constructors um, title and third place is still very much up in the air. So it's very exciting behind the the Red Bull and Max Verstappen.
1: Yes, just an interesting comment here from Michael asking about George Russell. What's happened to his spark throughout the season? Saying that he looks like he's half the driver he was last season. Or... Asking as well, has Hamilton just raised the bar compared to his teammates? I think it's a bit of both. I think George Russell is struggling with this new spec of car. Uh, He certainly liked the zero side pod concept. He made the most of that compared to his teammate. Lewis Hamilton struggled with that a lot more than he did. And I think now this new concept just plays to Lewis Hamilton's strengths a little bit better. Um, uh, Russell's possibly just having to adapt his driving style a bit more. He's been a bit more consistent throughout the last races uh but still a little bit off uh of his teammate's pace we did speak about it a little bit mm. more at the beginning of this podcast
0: yeah and so we basically also spoke of the fact that he just liked the zero side pod idea more than the, the the side pods again so maybe that's had an effect as we spoke about earlier but yeah it's interesting to see so i mean we started to close to come to a close of this uh, this this podcast just so going forward Zandvoort and the rest of the races, and we've got, of course, the brand new race in Las Vegas coming up, which I'm so excited to see, uh, and and see what happens there. It looks like an absolutely amazing track. Cannot wait. Um, but let's 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 just say, what do you think's going to happen for the remainder of the season? Is Max going to win every single race? Is he going to? Are we going to see a different winner? If so, who are we going to see? Not Sergio Perez. I'm saying if there's another constructor that will win. And who is coming? Because we know who's coming first. Max Verstappen's winning the drivers' championship. Red Bull's winning the constructors. (laughs) Yes.
1: (laughs) Who's going to come second in both? Well, I want to say Max Verstappen is going to falter at some point. Surely he has to have a mechanical failure or something out of his control. He can't have it going his way the entire season, so his race streak does have to be brought to an end at some point, as much as I'm touching wood because I don't want it to happen. I am a Verstappen supporter myself, but I do try to stay impartial. Um, I I would like to see McLaren taking a win, maybe Oscar Piastri. That would really be the icing on the cake of a great season so far. Roger, you want to see Oscar Piastri get a win. Yes, I'd Final love to word. see Oscar Piastri get a win. That How long has it been since we've seen a rookie take a race win? It's been some, since Sebastian Vettel and Vettel,
0: Vettel was Vettel was the last one yes. who has done it. I mean, and and we, years, and, we, and years and years ago. And we knew what uh, Vettel did after that
1: as a result. So if um, precisely, and I think Oscar Piastri has just as much potential as Sebastian Vettel did in his Toro Rosso days. So I really think Piastri is a great talent to watch for the future. So here's my uh, prediction. Is I
0: I just think it'll be so poignant and just so perfect. As I I said it earlier, and I'm going to say it again, but this is my 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 prediction. Genuinely, is the fact that I reckon when we come to Las Vegas, it's a brand new race track. Nobody's ever raced before. It's completely new. Nobody has any clue how the track is going to play up. Simulations won't do any good because you know they can't really get a proper understanding until they're out on the track. Because even the simulations don't necessarily have the best information Precisely, they have no real life so they've data got, on they've the got track got no purpose, live data so. so i reckon that's the track that max verstappen for all that he is the one of the most experienced drivers on the grid and the best one that should give him a lot of advantage in that track it makes it so much more open to most drivers uh, especially the likes of the rookies who are also trying a track for the first time as everybody else has been their seasoned professionals so that's the track that piastri is going to win
1: Well, we'll see. I mean, we haven't seen him show his true potential at a street circuit, so maybe he could do quite well. Uh, Yeah, it's all still to play for throughout the rest of the season. I think it's going to be quite exciting. Verstappen, of course, is going to be extremely competitive, but I think if anyone can take it to him, it's going to be those McLarens. They found some great pace and I think still have the budget to find some more, I hope. Um, Also, there is that talk of a couple of teams breaking that budget cap hopefully we'll find out a little bit more information about that after the summer break and find out who those teams possibly are yeah
0: i'm mean, going so we'll, we'll try and bring that news to you as we keep going but uh yeah uh guys thank you so much for watching we are going to close up here um so reese thank you very much for joining for today's f1 podcast and of course you've been joined by me and reese my name is mark for those of you who are not Uh, familiar and uh, if you guys are new to the channel and you guys are watching this for the first time you've enjoyed the show be sure to subscribe to the channel like the videos that we're going going to have in the future also go check out our other channel our focused channel on uh, forever motorsports literally it's just the forever motorsports channel if you go to uh, forever sports you can go and see the uh, channel partners or other channels and you'll go see it there. be sure to subscribe to that channel as well turn on notifications for both and for the playlists and f1s that you guys can get notified about all content we will be having lots of news coming your way throughout the rest of the year as we close up the season but from me and from reese you've been watching forever motorsports our monday f1 podcast and uh, we'll see you again very very soon cheerio